y'all, this is She Buys It with Whitney Nicely. Yay! Hello! Welcome back to the She Buys It podcast. We have an awesome episode for you today. Andressa is with me from Philadelphia, and you know her from the Invest Her community and the Invest Her podcast, so you know this conversation is going to be amazing. We're going to dig deep. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of investing <laughs> like a lady, and we're going to talk about some mindset. We're going to dig into her first deal. Y'all, this is going to be awesome. I'm so excited, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Andressa, did I miss anything? Well, you, like, I'm just soaking up all your energy, and that's what I love about you. That's all the intensity. That's what I love about you. I already told you this, but I think that all the ladies that are listening, all the guys that are listening to, uh, this is going to be very raw, and I'm straightforward. Uh, so if you get offended, sorry about that, but get get going and pretty much it. I know. All right. Well, that was a whole episode. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, you're right. I, I do have a lot of energy and I got to tell everybody, I just drink one cup of coffee. I'm not on the caffeine all day. One cup gets me going. And I have been described as intense and some people don't like that, but I think other intense people like it and roll with it because it helps them be more intense yes if they don't like it that's none of your business it's their business so it's not a bad thing to be intense and intentional and get things done i mean if we were out here getting things done what would i mean nothing would be going on (laughs) exactly and then we'd be bored so don't mellow and bored and vanilla flavor i can't i've never been that way and i'm not going to change it now thank god So, Andressa, tell me about your first deal and tell me how you decided, you know what, I'm going to get into real estate. Mm -hmm. Tell me how all of this started to happen. Tell me how you found your seller. Just come on, puke it out on me. Sure, sure. So, my journey started in 2011, more or less. I was actually doing door-to-door sales and I came to my manager and I asked him, hey, I would like to know, know more about sales. Can you please share with me a book or whatever? He's like, honey, you're not going to be in sales. You're going to be an entrepreneur. And I'm going to share this book called Reach Dad for Dad. Uh, and I was like, what is this purple book? Never saw, never heard of Robert. Um, but that really kind of like, it's cheesy, but it did change my life. One week later, I was talking to him about like this completely new world that I didn't know even existed. You know, I thought, I thought you were going to take that in a totally different direction and I was ready for a fight, but I am super impressed with this manager that you had that said, no, you're going to like, he could see that in you, that you were going to be an entrepreneur and you needed Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like exactly. I was like, I had chill bumps. That's awesome. Right. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's like, I know that you don't. That's why we're having this conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. But that's okay. He's like, you're going to read it in one week and we're going to have another conversation next week. And I was like, you're shooting yourself on the foot because I'm going to get the hell out of here. He's like, that's fine. You will regardless. So let me guide you through it. And I was like, wow. So that, that was it. And you know, those three days, 199 type of courses, I took that and I was like, wow, this is, this is really like insanity. And my ex-husband at the time also took the course and we decided to start looking for the first deal. It took us six months. And then I remember like really digging to analyzing the market to the T. And then one weekend, this property came, uh, was Labor Day weekend. This property came on the market. I knew right there that I needed to see it and make an offer for sure. And then I called up my realtor at that time and he's like, Andressa, um, let's do it like Monday because you know, it's Labor Day weekend. And I say, Hey Jack, love you, love you, love you. But I'm seeing this property with or without you. (laughs) And I'm seeing this property Saturday morning. That was a Friday night, something like that. I'm seeing this property tomorrow morning. And he's like, fine, I'll meet you there. <laughs> that was it that we put up 
I knew this, uh, the bones were really good. Put a, a full price offer at that time was 175 full price offer, got it the entire thing renovated. And, um, we decided to live in the property. So we pulled out a HELOC $68,000. We were able to pull out and that 68 really propelled us to reinvest our money in other, um, deals moving forward. We moved out uh, within two years, kept the property for rental, uh, short-term rental, which makes right now double than long-term rental, which I love to death. And now uh, that we are different pets, I'm more looking into uh, commercial large deals. We actually um, listed the property um, and we're on their contract after five days on the market, we're on their contract and we're really happy with the, the sales price. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Like full, full cycle. <laughs> so I have a couple of questions sure. on things that you said in that, that I want to point out. So you lived in the house for two years, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Was it in the last five years? Uh, no, we lived there for, from 2012, uh, until 2015 because there's and I'm not an accountant I'm not a bookkeeper I don't specialize in this but if you what you were doing was house hacking right yeah like, that's what we call it in the industry is house hacking you, yeah. you bought a house you moved in you flipped it you lived there mm -hmm. and then you pulled the equity out so you could keep going that's yeah that's a great description of house hacking and it's awesome and people have been doing that you know, my mom did that in the seventies and they didn't call it that then, mm -hmm. you know, but yep. it, people have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. But people are still doing it. And now this really popular, but I ask about the two out of five years because there's some capital gains or yes. some sort of tax benefit. If you live in the house for two years and then you rent it for three years and sell it at the end, as long as you have lived in the house for two of the last of five, the five years. Yes there's some sort of benefit there and I don't know what it yes. is. Do you know? Yes. I, I believe we don't pay capital gains if I'm not at mistaken. all at all, which means mm. you could put a house on a five-year plan. You live there for two, yes. rent it for three, make money on it, sell it and still don't pay any capital gains. And That's you can right. do that as much as you want to. You just got to be willing to move all the time. Exactly. So we did that twice. Perfect. Already. And yeah, it works very well. I love that. Okay. That's fantastic. Uh, and then you said something else about the short-term rentals. Tell me about yeah. that. How did you decide to take your house and uh, so, you had, did, did you leave? Did you leave your furniture there? Like how so, do you turn so, your home into yeah, a short-term right. rental? So it, it's, it's very curious in 2012, like Airbnb still, still up to this day. A lot of people don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but in 2012, when I heard about Airbnb for the first time, I was like, weird, super weird. <laughs> You're letting people live in your house? What are you talking about? How about my belongings? And I was like, which belongings I do worry about? I don't care <laughs> about stuff. So jewelry is sitting around, no, no. And then a friend of ours, uh, she was traveling a lot and really renting her, her house while she was gone. She's like, why don't you guys try it because you guys also travel a lot and in, in you're in and out. Just do that while you're gone. I was like, okay. And then I was like, hold on a minute. Just like two or three times that we rent this for like a couple of days, it covers, almost covers our mortgage. And I was like, I'm totally fine getting new sheets. And, and, <laughs> you know, moving things around, putting things on storage, whatever we can accommodate. And then we got to the point where we decided to get a new uh, primary house. That's when we moved and we left all the, the furniture there and furnished the entire house uh, with new furniture. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. So you, you get a new house and you get all new furniture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that tells how it was, it was really beneficial for us. As I said, this property and uh, like a quick tip for you guys that are doing short-term rentals, if you tailor to your niche, is just much, much better than really broad. This property, for example, I tailor to families. So it's kid and pet friendly. So this is, and I have like crib, 
high chair, um, uh, things for the dog. So it attracts a lot of folks that they barely stay at the house, to be honest. And they get the hell out because they are with the family, but they want to explore the city, explore Philadelphia and everything else. So that made my, my property very attracted. And you get repeated uh, customers or clients or guests, what do you call, uh, that come every year to visit. So they want to stay there because they know that they're, they have everything that they need there for the kids. I know I have an Airbnb house and ours is pet friendly. That was our biggest thing because my family, there's, there's six humans and we had five dogs and we <laughs> want to take our dogs with us. Yeah. And we had two Italian Mastiffs and a lab great Dane combo. And then we had two little Frenchies. All right. But we had five dogs and six people and we wanted to go and take the dogs, but we got these huge honking dogs that nobody wants to have in their house. And we would pay premium prices just yes. to take our fur babies with yes. us. So yeah. when I decided to get into Airbnb and put a house up, I made sure it was dog friendly because bring them. I don't care. A lot of times the dogs do less damage than kids. A hundred percent. And, and for the folks that travel with the dogs, they care so much. So they take the dogs also in different areas. So I also recommend like, restaurants where they can bring their dogs and activities where they can bring their dogs, dog park, all of that is tailored to the guests. So they really appreciate that. I think as society too, we're pretty uh, kind of up against each other on, are we going to allow dogs and pets into our family? Or are we like anti, no dogs, no fur, no nothing. And I think when you start to bridge that gap and you realize that I think it's something like 90% of tenants have dogs. So if you say no animals allowed, you are taking the market and shrinking it down to almost nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And instead of that, you can have, of course, you can totally have a pet fee. You can have things that, okay, hey, uh, if you're going to sleep with your dog, I have this cover sheet over here that you got to put it over here on cover on the couch. So you have other things that you can protect your house and everything else. But so far, Whitney, I haven't had issues with pets. I had had issues with people, not with the pets. The people, <laughs> the pets are amazing to deal with. It's the people <laughs> that are getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, we also, our Airbnb is four bedrooms, two baths. And even though we allow pets and we are pretty family friendly, it's not in like a great part of town mm -hmm. and it's just not somewhere that I would want to go for like a week or two and vacation. Okay. My house is not a vacation home and it, I don't charge like that. I charge one thirty nine a night. So I'm less than a hotel for anybody that needs that. And you get four bedrooms, a kitchen, a driveway, and, and I don't care how many cars you park. I don't care. I want you to be happy and live your best life. Just sleep in my place and pay me. That's it. Yeah. That's all I want from you. And you'll be really surprised at the people that are dealing with people who aren't gracious hosts. And they've got all these rules and all these things and where you're uncomfortable even staying there. And yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't deal with all that. I just, I, I'll do my thing. You do yours. Exactly. 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 Um, but when you're pet friendly, I also have extended my days because in Philadelphia, you probably get a lot of travelers. Mm -hmm. Knoxville has uh, very high peaks and very low valleys when it comes to our tourist season. But last winter I had a family that stayed in my house for six weeks and then they extended for another two weeks. So they were in my house for two months. And I thought, Oh, I figured it out now because I don't have to change the sheets. I don't have to have the cleaning company. I don't have to worry about somebody new coming in and making sure they can connect to the Wi-Fi and all this stuff. And those people were here house shopping, but it was, they had their parents, they had the couple, they had the kids, they had the dogs. They were up from Florida. They had people come from Kentucky, but they were house shopping. And I was so happy to have them that now later that year, we went into a seven day minimum and then I went to a 10 day minimum. And what I didn't like was people coming and staying for the weekend. It was just too much overturn turnover for me. Mm -hmm. We're at a 20 night minimum now. And I've had a contractor crew for three months. 
Kevin. And I love it. I send them pizza once a month on Fridays. And they, they love, love me too because uh, they were staying at a place where their host came by and checked on them and made sure that this and that and the other was happening. I'm like, whatever, y'all want pizza next week? <laughs> <laughs> go to work, go I home, love do whatever you those, want. Those are like the long-term uh, renters for me. I love when also uh, with the insurance company that something happened at the, the homeowner's property, either a fire or water damage, and the insurance needs to re- put them in some place. So the family itself, they don't really care how much they're paying because they're not paying for it. So the insurance company really needs that. So building relationships with insurance company and they pay premium. They pay premium. I love that. And they pay, they don't ask questions and they're good for it. And they're happy. The family's happy. And also the family, when I talk to the insurance companies about this, the families liked it because they didn't have to move schools. So it didn't matter where they were, their kids could stay at their home base, but that happens all the time. And what a nice thing to be able to provide for your neighbors and your family and your community to say, yeah. gosh, I'm, ter- I- I'm upset that this happened to you, but I've got this great place where you can stay and not have to be stuck in a hotel for three, six, nine months. Exactly. Like all crumble up. So the kids have their rooms. The dog has a place, you know, it's just comfortable for the family. It's a win-win throughout. And, you know, they're going through a hard time in life. Why don't we just try to make it as easy for them as possible and let them feel like they're at home? I had a family that stayed over Christmas and I even said, do you want a tree? I've got an extra. And they were like, you know, that'd be great because ours is gone. Wow. So cater to these people. And I think being family friendly and pet friendly is really great. You have to be careful with the words you use, but... I think that's awesome that you're catering to help families. Yeah, it's been a great journey. So far, so good. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about, let's talk about the mindset that you have to have to be a real estate investor mm-hmm. and still be a mom. Yeah. You'll be, you know, you were a wife. Mm-hmm. Going to be another wife sometime. <laughs> You know, like yeah. this is how we live. Yeah. So what's the mindset to keep you going? How do you keep your energy up? How do you keep your intensity up? How do you, you know, you're going through a lot, you're losing contractors, you're losing deals, yeah. you know, how do you keep going? Losing mind, hair and all of that. One day, <laughs> one day my mom come, came to my office and I painted the office with um, uh, black uh, paint so I could write on uh, on the wall yep. and I just like put everything there and she was like is this how your brain is everything inside your brain I was like yeah I need another <laughs> wall because this is what going goes on inside my brain so I do believe that the mindset that you have will either hold you back or propel you forward and it's not like okay I'm reading today to get results today. No, I think that the results that I'm getting right now, it's from like three, five years ago. So you're like trained to do it. Even like if I door to door sales, right? I remember doing every single Sunday, what was my weekly plan? Having that, I don't wing. I know what is going on on my week, on my day. If you come right now, I have a to-do list next to me or whatever you want to call. I don't rely on my brain because after I gave birth, half of that is gone. So I need tools. I need apps. I need paper, pan, and I need that. And, And systems in place for me to do not go crazy and like go, you know, out of the rails. So I think that everything that people can say, oh, I did this course and it really struck me. I'm interested. I already freaking walk on the fire. Uh, One of the trainings that I've done, I went to pick up kitchen the next day and the person said, honey, um, something happened with you? And I was like, why? It's like, you have bruises all all over your body. Is everything good? Do we need to call the police? I was like, oh, no, no, no. This is a training that I did in the middle of the woods doing crazy things, (laughs) right? 
to really understand why do I react the way that I react and how can I reframe and adjust my life the way that I feel it fits. Uh, I'm constantly reading, constantly. I don't, when I meet somebody new, I don't ask, how many doors do you have? Well, I don't care. That doesn't add anything to my life. Uh, what I ask is, what are you reading now? What have you done before that propelled you to be where you are right now? Because that's what I want to know. Does that make sense? I love that. What are you reading right now? That's a great icebreaker. That's a great topic of conversation because people like us are always reading one or two books, reading yeah. one, listening to another and subscribing to a different podcast or three <laughs> yeah. and, you know, being on YouTube, watching those videos and always just constantly learning and growing because, you know, what you said was awesome. It started five years ago or it, you learned this five years ago, but now it makes sense. And sometimes we have to learn things and go through things to let it plant that seed. But when you plant the seed, it's not the day that it grows and produces fruit. It's going to be years later. And I think you have to have that kind of broad vision to be in real estate because, okay, we can talk about wholesaling and that's a pretty fast, you know, cash flow. But the real money in real estate is the long term and you plant the seed now and you have to wait, you have to pace yourself, you have to pace your life mm -hmm. to know that the fruit is coming, that money is coming, the glory days are coming. <laughs> yeah. It just might take a minute. You got to stay with it. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes we, we are in a generation where we press the button of the elevator and we want it now. And yesterday it's more than a minute we're like whoa what's going on you text somebody and you want this person to answer oh i saw you saw my text so why are you not answering so it's just unrealistic uh the stuff that we want we want to get started in real estate and we compare ourselves with other people and therefore we're always behind so when when you, in this journey i always look back so then i have a perspective where i was and where i am now and that fulfills my soul because I know I'm working towards a very specific goal that has actually nothing to do with me or, you know, with my own needs and everything else. So well, you said something there. I want to come back to what your goals are in a second, but you said that we got this instant you, you need to answer me. I saw you saw my text message. And some of that comes through in the dating world. And I compare real estate to dating all the time because if I sent, like when I was dating before I got married five years ago, it hasn't been that long ago. But if I sent him a message, he didn't respond for a couple hours. I would think, oh gosh, what's wrong? He doesn't love me anymore. Oh my gosh, this is awful. He's found somebody else. And in my crazy girl brain, I was automatically on the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, when they're getting started in real estate, they have a little bit of that dating mentality. So if you send out yellow letters and don't hear back from somebody immediately and they say, oh yes, come by my house, I'll give it to you for nothing and I'll never have any complaints, then we're kind of like, well, what do you mean I have to wait? What do you mean I have to talk to a hundred people? What do you mean people are going to say no to me? What do you mean people are going to be mean to me? And think about it like this. If you go on a date with somebody and by the end of the first 10 minutes, he says, all right, you're ready to get married and have babies and move in together, <laughs> right? Like you would be like, oh, no way. But people think in real estate that in 10 minutes, you need to be able to make an offer, buy a house, get married, have a contract and close and tomorrow. It's just unrealistic. You got to have some time here, girls. Let it simmer. <laughs> yes, it Let is. It let it grow, let it go, let it, let it simmer. You're learning a lot. Every seller you talk to, every date you go on, every appointment you go on, you're learning a lot. And all of that is going to get you to your goals. But you're not just going to take the first phone call and make it a deal. Yeah. I remember like my first property that I described it earlier on. I, I looking now, I was like, damn, I overpaid the construction a lot. <laughs> Right. I didn't, but you know, didn't know, know that know. you didn't know that back yeah. then. And it, you said it took you six months to yeah. get your first deal. Yeah. That's a long time to say it's coming. It's coming. I know it's coming. It's going to be here. It's going to be amazing. And then you found it and you just knew people think that if it doesn't happen in six minutes after joining a course or getting a program that they're a loser and they should just quit. No, you got to stick to it. I think that that's when the mindset kicks in though, because you, you the muscle 
of, the, of your brain, you got to train it. And you got to surround yourself with people that are going to say, hey, 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 hold on, time out, quit, quit this complaining, this like excuses that you're going to quit, whatever. That's what you probably do everywhere else in your life. Uh, when things don't go your way, you quit. But this here will require a little bit more of time, a little bit more of effort, adjust. Sometimes you got to adjust yourself, the system or the team that you, you're building together. It's a constant adjustment. And it's not a fairy tale. It's not magic. You got to work it. Yeah. All day, every day. And it's exhausting. I'll, I'll say it's exhausting sometimes. And sometimes it's the, uh, Leslie Bradley calls it the mental gymnastics. It's the mental gymnastics a lot of times that is exhausting. Sometimes I would rather have a day of tearing out sheetrock and hauling lumber than sitting around thinking. It will yes. wear you out. <laughs> yes, I get that all the time I, I i sometimes i'm like let me just one day i remember i was just getting it like and and destroying walls and stuff and they're like the guys were like you know you don't need to do that no no please let me do this right now i really need it so sad this has nothing to do with you <laughs> i'll be okay again in a minute <laughs> yeah i just need to rip this apart right yeah 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 or i'm gonna go put this paint on the wall and you can fix it later <laughs> yeah. yeah you probably have to do all over again but that's okay let me just do it <laughs> you know sometimes i also think that as women, we used to sit around together and do projects together around the house, around the community, around the village, you know, whatever. And we would learn and we would grow and we would pour into each other. We would talk to each other and, you know, we would be physical and do physical activity. There's nothing that says because you're a real estate investor, you have to sit behind a computer and just post on Craigslist all day. It, there's nothing wrong with getting out and painting a wall or tearing a wall down or going to Home Depot and getting the order and toting it back to the store. Like some of that is good physical physical activity. And I love Tony Robbins. You mentioned walking on fire earlier mm -hmm. and I walked on fire at Tony Robbins mm -hmm. and some of that good physical motion creates emotion and you yes. get, you get it out of your system. He's big on that, right? That blew my mind when he, he says is the motion that creates the emotion and not the, all the way around. And I was like, wow, damn it. And we, get, we do things so backward today. And I think he's totally right when he says, you know, we, we get up from a little box bed, we get in our little box car, we go to our little box office, we stare at a box, we go home in our box car, we look at our box phone, we stare at the box and we're just boxed in. And we never have chance to be a human. But as real estate investors, we do. There's lots of opportunities to move and grow and think and change. And if you're not willing to go and move and think and change, you will get run over. Get out of Absolutely. my way. Absolutely. And it's every day you get an opportunity. You might look at that opportunity as a problem, as a challenge. But if you look at that situation as an opportunity for all of us to grow and learn a lesson, you know, it's, you might be thinking, oh, Andres, but it sucks right? Yeah. When you are in it, it sucks. But if you take a minute, right, it starts with awareness. It's like, oh gosh, what is happening here? Take a step back and look at that and say, okay, all right, let's say this is an opportunity for me to learn dot, dot, dot. What is it? Because if you don't get that lesson, guess what? It's going to come back until you learn. So when you ask yourself, why is this happening to me over and over again? It's because you're not getting the lesson. You're not paying attention, baby. Open your eyes. <laughs> Open your ears. Take your pride. Check it at the door and realize why you're getting this lesson served up to you again. I told a lady yesterday, she said, you know, how do you keep going? How are you so excited? How are you so positive? How do you just keep moving? And I said, you know, waves don't ever stop. When you are sitting at the ocean, you're soaking up the sun and getting vitamin D and hanging out. Those waves never stop. Night and day, they never stop. And it's just like that in life. The problems are never going to stop. But also the opportunities, the good things, those are never going to stop either. But you can let it get caught up and take you under and end up with sand in your pants. Or yeah. you can figure out how to get on top and float it and ride it. And sometimes you ride it all the way in and sometimes you float on down the uh, you know, side, the, yeah. the beach. But you got to realize that it's never going to stop. It's never going to get easier. Sometimes it's going to be rougher than others. Sometimes it's going to be easier than others. But you got to keep going. 
and you got to realize that you got to float with it. It's going to be fine. It's all on how you look at it. You also got to remember that some of these opportunities are the devil in disguise and they're there to distract you, but you got to focus on your goals. So Andressa, tell me about your goals. What are these big goals you're working on that don't even have anything to do with you? No, it doesn't. You know, a lot of people when, you know, get started in real estate and we ask like, oh, what's your why? And um, normally the most often answer that I get is like, oh, I want to be financially free. What does that mean? What does that mean that you, and people are like, I want to be financially free so I can, you know, travel and like lay down on the beach. I was like, and like, and, and what? Because being financially free does not, you know, you, you don't need to work because you create streams of income to do that. Okay. But what does that going to do to your life? What are you going to create after? After that's your biggest why, because the money itself, it, it's not enough to, to, to survive and succeed and strive in real estate. That is my personal opinion. Some people say, I just do it for the money. That's cool. Uh, I'm not there. I'm like, if I, I need to do something that goes beyond. And I discovered that on the peak, peak, peak of my business and the down, down, down of my personal life. So the peak, peak of my business, we were doing about 15 properties at the, at the time, um, making a great, great money. At, and it, everything was flowing very good. My personal life was not. And at that time, I realized, okay, I've done it. I built it. I've done multiple. What else? What is the kicker? I'm not getting fulfilled anymore it's not the project i got that did not get any high of it and i really realized that i was off course right what is real what is my 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 purpose over here and and, and the, is it build houses oh, i don't think so it's just building houses or working in real estate is a tool for me to get what i want to get Right. And I really start digging deep with my business partner, Liz Faircloth. We start digging deep and realizing that our conversations were leaning towards the same thing, which is empower women to live a financially free and balanced life throughout the world. And how, but we're like, okay, that's big. How can the hell we do this? We don't even have time sometimes to take a shower. Yeah. So how we go? How are we gonna do that? And then we really sat down because we really we felt that when we go to events, we're one or two other women, and the other, and we don't raise our hands. We don't get the support that we need. Therefore, I don't see, or I didn't. Now I start doing it, seeing it, but uh, a lot of women on stage, a lot of mentors, a lot of debates that had women in it. So I was like if I don't, if we don't do it as not we, but as a community, if we don't do something like that for the next, it's not even for me, but if for the next generations, the little girls are not going to look up and say, oh yeah, she's a developer. Yeah. She does construction. Yes. She's intense. Yes. She's on stage. Yes. She, whatever you fill the blank. So everything that we are doing right now is to create support for women throughout the world um, that, that will give the support that they need to invest in real estate and do whatever they want after that. If they want to open up a nonprofit, if they want to, you know, our goals, our personal goals go beyond this really like certain laws that are still like 19, whatever, that don't make any sense right now. So that's where my head is at. Uh, and real estate is just a tool that I really enjoy. Don't get me wrong, really enjoy it. But it, for me, it's just a tool to really make change in a couple of things that are, are happening right now that will, the results are going to come now, but I think that the effect is going to be later on the next generations. 
I completely agree with you. And uh, y'all run the Invest Her community and you've got the Invest Her podcast and you got all these great, wonderful things going on. And I am a proud supporter of yeah. all the things you have going on because I noticed the same things. I was going to RIA meetings. I was going to boot camps. I was going to seminars. I was signing up with mentors and there weren't any women around. And sometimes their wife was around, but it wasn't, I couldn't talk to her to find out these answers. And sometimes I was having real you know, like woman problems, like this contractor won't talk to me and he keeps asking for my husband. How do you deal with that? <laughs> yes. You know, like I had a contractor walk off my job site on Monday because he wanted to deal with my brother and not with me. And it's my job and my house. My brother just made the first phone call, but like I've been flipping for 11 years and that just happened to me on Monday. And there needs to be other women that we can call on and say, what do you do? Yeah. Now you know. I, I was blessed to grow up with a mom who was a real estate investor, but she was a very passive investor where my dad would find the deals, he'd negotiate it, he'd flip it, he'd whatever, she'd support him, she'd cash the checks. But you know, like that's what she wanted to do. And I think there's no space for everybody in real yes, estate, absolutely. but there weren't any uh, intense women <laughs> like me. And when I would go to these boot camps or seminars, there may be five girls, but you know, a couple of them were just supportive spouses and there's nothing wrong with being the supportive spouse, but mm -hmm. they weren't like ready to go talk to some sellers or they were just ball busters. And I didn't have anything like, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable talking to them. Right. And I'm, I'm pretty intense myself, but like these women were like super intense, you know? Yeah. And I had to realize that there's got to be other girls like me who want to have some fun, want to have some coffee, want to get some deals done, want to make some big bucks, want to travel, and then want to yeah. give back and help other women. And we have a similar mission at mm -hmm. She Buys It that y'all do at Invest Her, and I think it's a yeah. great compliment. And in October, I bought the Noxria. So I am helping more local women get involved through the Real Estate Investors Association. And uh, Kendra Ellis runs our local Knoxville Investor Meetup. So we partner together. I have yeah. the ladies tea. She has the Investor Meeting. But we have the same conversations. We help the same women because it's so important for women to be helping women. We yeah. used to help women all the time. And now we feel like, oh, figure it out. Be an independent woman. No, I need some help. <laughs> I'll be an independent woman, but first I need some help. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that, you know, the, the stereotype that can we do it? Yeah, I can do it. I just don't want to do it. Everything by myself, honestly. And I want to have my soundboard. I know I can call you and say, Hey, going through this, 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 and this, what do you think? What do you do? Because and, and not think, oh my gosh, now Whitney's thinking of me or this, that, and that. No, I just, it's just the way it is. And we get used to it. And once we do that, we open the door for that person to give you a call too and have this accountability around that is really to support women. But not, not just to complain and whine and gripe. Sometimes I need somebody to call and say, I just made a hundred grand. Yes. And you just can't say that to anybody. Your best friend from high school that cuts hair is not going to appreciate that comment. <laughs> no, she's not. And nothing wrong with her. She's awesome. And she's been your bestie since you were in diapers, but you just can't say those things to her. And you can't call her and say, my contractor just walked off the job. Do you know anybody that I can call on? You can't. So like it's having like-minded people together who are going after goals individually. Yeah. Go after your goals. I'm here to support you. Go after your goals. I'm here to support you. And I don't care if you're getting started in wholesaling and, but your big plan is to, you know, develop a, a subdivision for women coming out of jail. I don't care. Wholesale until you can do other things. Yeah. If you want to get into mobile homes and then get into apartments and then you want to have a beach house, like I want whatever you want and I'm here to hold you accountable and celebrate with you. We don't celebrate enough. We celebrate no. birthdays until you're 16. And then we celebrate a wedding, but everybody's also got a chip on their shoulder at every wedding I go to. We just don't celebrate. I agree with you. I agree with you. We have a mastermind of five or six women that we, we met for, for the past five years, every single Monday night online. And we force ourselves to celebrate. What is our win? for the past month. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, hold on a second. I need a couple of minutes. 
my brain is not trained yet to like, oh, let me tell you all the good stuff that happened. You know, it takes a minute for me to really acknowledge, oh, oh, actually, I had a couple of wins this month. Blah, blah, and, you know, you always have them. You just don't acknowledge them. And then it's just like, and I, I, I realized that exactly what you're saying with me, because I don't want to make people make people feel uh, less or um, feel that I am like bragging, bragging boasting. about it, or it's not that we just do that. And we, we, we do that every single time so we can get used to it. It's been five years and I seem not used to it, but I will be one day. <laughs> and one thing is, you know, we're very goal oriented. And so sometimes we hit the goal and then we immediately turn around and say, what's the next goal? What's the next goal? What's the next goal? Instead of celebrating, it took me six months to hit this goal. Let me have six minutes. Yeah. You know, or let me have some ice cream. Let me go get a massage. You know, let me celebrate and savor this moment. And a lot of times we just skip it. What's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm reading a book now called stillness and he, he really talks about because i have a problem being still mentally still right i can be i had a flu another two weeks ago and i my mind was still moving 100 miles per hour and i was struggling with it i was like damn how can i bring this down and with the book really helped me with intentional being intentional we all need stillness we all need to recharge in a way that will be much more beneficial for us moving forward for our health, emotional health, spiritual health, whatever that looks like to you. As you said, it might be an ice cream, it might be a coffee, it might be taking a long shower. That's me. I need a long shower. That brings me back. And I mean long. I like and, long showers. You know, one thing... For 15 years, we've been what, inundated with the internet at our fingertips and you can always check in and see what's going on. So there's always something in this. So it makes you feel like there's always something. But for, I mean, thousands of years, we were mostly still. And that's why it's important now to, you know, meditate. And I'm a terrible meditator because I need to be going, going, going. I thrive on going, 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 and then crash. Go, 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 crash. But you know, even for me, if I walk, so I feel like I'm doing something, I've got that mm -hmm. motion going, but I, I am also still in that sometimes I won't take my phones. I won't take anything to listen to in the car. I, I rarely listen to anything because I need to be still for a minute, even though I'm moving, I need mm -hmm. my brain yes, to absolutely. flow through. And gosh, that is important. I can't even believe we have to say it's okay not to always be doing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it talks about it on this book that not necessarily need to be not emotion. You can be in motion intentionally. You're going for a walk and connecting with nature, really like listening to the sound of the birds, of your steps, of the flowers or what, what's around, being really present. That really re-energizes and, you know, pumps you up. I have a monthly facial appointment and it's an hour and a half. It's 90 minutes and I have it on my calendar and I'm completely blocked off from the world. There's nice music. It smells nice. I'm working on, you know, clearing out my pores in my situation, but it's also, I know I'm getting 90 minutes a month that I can be still and then I can just relax and I can let somebody love on me and pour into me. And cause we're always giving, giving, giving. Yeah. You have to get refreshed at some time. And I have figured out that a facial and sometimes I double up and get a massage. That's what does it for me. And I yeah. love it. And so you have to find all these other different things to refresh your mind, body, and soul while you're building up your financial freedom or you'll get there and it's just about the money. And then you're just a glorified hooker. Is <laughs> that is true. And there's nothing wrong with it. You pick whatever works for you, right? There's nothing wrong if it, yours looked like that, mine looked like this, but you, you got to be intentional and really schedule that. If it, I like you, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. So you got to no. be on my calendar. You talked about your systems earlier and I live and breathe by my calendar. What else do you work off of? If it's not there, it's not happening. Well, um, Dropbox for me, it's, it's key. 
Uh, so some people like Google Drive also, that's fine because Dropbox for me, it's on my phone. Everything that is on my computer is on my phone and I can have access to all the files. So if I need a change order or upload a receipt, it goes from my phone to Dropbox right away. So I just like paper sitting around. So everything is filed, filed, filed. That's a good thing. Another tool that I use is Slack. They have free versions. Um, I used to communicate with different crews, so they have different folders for them. Because I guess the point where I'm working with a contractor in two or three projects, and he asks me, um, the kitchen, uh, the kitchen wall, is it go down? I was like, wait, hold on, what project are you talking about, right? What what is the lockbox for one, two, three, you know, Main Street? I don't know. Let me look at the, so Slack helps a lot. Another tool is Genius Scan. Um, it's a free uh, app too that I scan everything, converts to PDF and goes to Dropbox. Perfect. So those, those are my three main that I really uh, love. You know, you thought, you said something about it's this property and this property and this, and then you got to think through it. In my head, I have this like library, like an old school library, and I have this little mouse librarian. And so when I switch topics or I switch businesses or I switch properties that we're talking about or I switch tenants or anytime I switch, I have to like in my head, this is crazy. There's this little cartoon little mouse that has to switch from whatever aisle he's on, run over there, pull it out, and then we have the information. But, you know, I don't just depend on what I remember. I have two different phones with different apps and different things so that I can look them both up and I can be on one and look at things on the other. And, yeah. Oh, yes. I love it. And I am a Google Drive kind of person and we use Trello around my yeah. office. Um, but a lot of my crews, my contractors aren't that techie. And so I have to keep my little mouse in my head busy. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you gotta awesome. do what you gotta do. Sometimes you gotta print it out. You know, some, <laughs> some folks are from other countries. Um, and I want to make sure the tile in the bathroom is just all right. So I draw, I draw to them. I take pictures. This is how I want. And I pointed out there's like arrows, circles, whatever works if i'm not communicating if they're making a lot of mistakes it's because i'm not communicating right so i need to adjust it's my fault if you are messing up or you don't do what i asked of you it was my fault yeah i need to figure out how you learn how you like to be communicated with i need to make sure you know and some of that i have things that i'm just not willing to do like if you don't email me invoices i am not paying you <laughs> i am not paper I am not dealing with paper invoices. I will deal with a lot of paper stuff, but I cannot keep up with that. And I'm not, I'm not dealing with checks. In 2020, we're going check free. Like it has to be some sort of auto something because I got checks all over the place and all this stuff. Like, so you have to play by some of my rules, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's just how I function. We pay on the 10th and 25th of every month. And if that doesn't work for you, then go find somebody that'll pay you every Friday. But I got a lot of things going on. And this is how we work. I agree but, with you. Otherwise, you, your life depends on other people's schedule and that doesn't work. Nope. And I learned the 10th and 25th from Profit First. I love that guy, Mike Michalowicz. If, mm. if I was going to recommend any book or series of books, whatever he writes, do it. I love him. I think he's fantastic. Awesome. So all the tips and strategies and tools are super duper important, whether it's on the job or technology or anything like that. What other advice do you have for people that are getting started for ladies getting started in real estate investing? What would you tell them to do? I, that's what I would tell myself if I look back, right? Uh, quit trying to figure out on your own and really have the support system that you need. Do you have the cap capability of and intelligence of, of figuring out? Yes, you do. But you don't have to. So if you want to get there a little bit faster or less stress, I would say get support, join a mastermind group, hire a coach, be part of a group that have very similar, you know, interests that is going through a course with you. I rather pay to get the knowledge instead of paying for my mistakes. So that will be it. That will be my, my, yeah, I gotta, I gotta point this out too, that People gladly pay to get a law degree and people pay to get a real estate license, but to learn investing, people are like, oh, I'll just figure that out. <laughs> why? Like, yeah, you can, but why? 
why not just pay for it? Like you pay to get a, a doctor's license. I mean, right. You pay to get your dog trained, but you're not going to train yourself to buy houses. Okay. So go, go make mistakes and lose thousands of thousands of dollars there. People are very peopley these days, but it's cool. It's all good. Uh, tell us more about the investor community because y'all are taking on the nation now. Yes. And so there's got to be a local meetup or group or something, or y'all are looking for people to start new ones. Yeah. Tell, yes. tell, tell me more what you got going on with investors. Sure. So we have the Real Estate Investor podcast where you can hear the interview that we had with Whitney uh, too there. So we interviewed successful women uh, in real estate and talk about their journey, but also Personally, we want to know how do they make it work. And we have um, invest her meetups around the country and one in Canada. Um, we're expanding in every single state right now. So if you're a local investor or realtors also, we have realtors that are running our meetups that are interested. And in running one, we have a couple of um, no negotiables that we, we require, but get in touch and be more than happy to uh, give you guidance. Um, the next step for us, we are creating a membership uh, for our, our members because it's not enough, right? We want to provide more support, more uh, accountability for all the women across the country. So that's, that's where we're going. And you can find more information on uh, the real estate invest her, H-E-R.com. I love it. And I am super proud of y'all for getting out there and taking this on. And if there's anything I can do to help you, I am here for you. Please absolutely, let me know. Absolutely. And Whitney, um, you and I already talked about it. Uh, we have different companies, but we are all towards the same vision to support uh, women. So um, that's also an example for all of you. We don't need, there's abundance. And we can collaborate, we can work together. And that's what we're doing here. And I'm really proud to have you, you know, with us collaborating and vice versa. Whatever you need, we're here to support you. Well, thank you. Well, I want to have you all down for She Buys It Live in November in Knoxville. Yeah. And we'll make that happen. We got lots of other things going on. But y'all remember, and I don't care if you're in a small town, work with the other women. It's collaboration over competition. All right. And we're all trying to win. We're all trying to raise our babies and our puppies and everything. Mm -hmm. And we want to make the world better. All of us do. And if you can get a baseline on that and then everybody just does it their own little way. It's good girls. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for being here too and listening. Don't forget to subscribe. I've got a free gift for you on getyourfirstdeal.com. I'll shoot it over straight to your inbox. If you're looking for a coach, reach out to either one of us. We'll be glad to help you. And y'all just get out there and get those deals done and cheer for the other women who are also getting out there and getting their deals done too. Awesome. Thank I'll you. I'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye.